Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for visionary entrepreneurs like you to listen in on value-packed episodes for growing your brand in bold and strategic ways. Hey there, Wild Woman fam, and thanks for tuning in to the hotline. Today, you're going to get to experience the story of a woman who harnesses her boldness on a daily basis, and she does so so that she can fight things like fat phobia, diet culture, and weight stigma that continue to exist in our world today and that are especially pertinent to women and how women engage with their body image and just their self-worth in general. So in this episode, I get to share the mic with certified binge eating recovery counselor, Marin Hunt. And Marin is the founder and CEO of Mind and Body Reconnected, where she helps women to break free from binge eating and make peace with their bodies so that they can discover just the incredible life experience that is waiting for them on the other side of recovery from their eating disorder. So fun fact, in the middle of 2022, Marin signed on as a private client with Wildman House because she knew that she wanted our help bringing her big vision to life. So at the time, Marin was operating her business solely through social media a lot of entrepreneurs do so, especially in their first year to two years of business. Social media tends to be your bread and butter, but Marin knew that she needed a holistic and wide reaching approach to promoting her brand. So she tapped me and the Wild Woman team to help her create a brand and marketing strategy that would take her business to new heights. So what followed was a wild ride of up levels on literally all fronts from how she viewed herself as a counselor and leader for others to the way that she viewed herself in her business, Marin shares her story of courageously stepping forward to share her experience in a bigger way so that she could really pass on the life-changing transformation that she had experienced as a woman who previously struggled with an eating disorder herself. So through her journey to food freedom and body acceptance, Marin now gets to share all of the wisdom and expertise and tools and training and perspective that she gained with other women so that they can experience the same freedom. During this combo, Marin also shares with us how she navigates the very murky waters of sharing a pretty polarizing perspective in the online space and also how she continues to build brand authority in the face of negativity, given that she is talking about a topic that is still relatively socially taboo and not widely accepted. So with no further ado, let's dive on into this conversation with Marin Hunt. All right, Marin, my love. Can you tell the Wild Woman fam all about your journey getting into the work that you now do as a binge eating recovery counselor? Because I know the story, but people listening don't. And I want them to hear just how beautiful this transformation has been for you. Absolutely. Oh, it's been a journey for sure. (laughs) Um, It was like a 20 year long journey. Um, I struggled with anorexia and bulimia for two decades and was just really trapped in this, you know, cycle of being at war with food and my body And, you know, I, I really chopped it up as something that I was going to be living with for the rest of my life. And, you know, taking in information from the outside, from diet culture, from beauty culture, um, you know, just really 
gets cemented into your mind and makes you believe that you, you know, that your value is, is so tied to your appearance, um, that your worth is tied to your appearance and your body. Um, and so it just became this really, this toxic life that I was living. And so, you know, I, I tried many times to attempt recovery by going to inpatient, outpatient, traditional therapy, trying the willpower and the self-control and discipline and, you know, getting into toxic fitness culture, thinking that that was going to solve everything. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, I reached rock bottom where I was just like laying on the couch one day, just bawling my eyes out after a binge, just thinking there's got to be more to life than this. Like, I can't be the only one suffering with this. And I just can't see my life moving forward anymore with this eating disorder. And so I basically gave myself two options. And I said, Marin, you can keep going down this rabbit hole of your illness and possibly not live much longer, or you can go all in with both feet through the door of recovery. And, and that's what started basically like a rebirthing process for me. You know, I found my recovery coach. Um, she was a godsend to me and I just deep dived into full-time recovery work. And from there, I, I realized I can't not share this, this work, this education, these tools, this, this mindset change. Um, I can't not share it. And I've got to be able to be of service to other, you know, women out there that are suffering in the same ways I did. Um, so I just ventured onto this new path of, you know, receiving certifications and education, going to every workshop that I could around diet culture, binge eating, bulimia, orthorexia, just trying to cover all my bases. And, you know, I've been an inquisitive person my entire life, always wanting to continue to search, search, search and find answers. And I used to be made fun of that, but now I'm like, you know what? I'm really proud of that because, you know, I, I'm just a driven person that wants to help other people reclaim their life back, you know? Yeah. And so beautiful. And I know so many people that listen in that are either coaches, consultants, mentors have been in that position where they once were struggling created solutions to their own problems and then felt this desire to give it back and pass it on and make sure that it reaches other people in need. And that is just the epitome of what I hear from your story is this desire to be that contribution, that like voice of change moving forward. And I'm really curious because, you know, I work with so many different types of female and female identifying entrepreneurs. And one thing that sometimes does come up has to do with, we are on camera so much and we are in front of people so much and our appearance is on display a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody who is an entrepreneur that is on camera a lot, who maybe is struggling with body image or who is struggling with confidence in terms of showing up and being seen no matter, you know, your size, your shape, your weight, whatever you may be looking like that day. And how does diet culture and beauty culture play into that? Because we're not immune to it by any means. We're on social media all the time. So we see like the hyper airbrushed curated mm. stuff. We see the, you know, extreme fitness stuff. We see model stuff. We see pop culture stuff. And that does play a role in how you show up. So how would you approach coaching somebody or offering them feedback on that. 
Absolutely. I mean, I had to go through my own journey with that too. When I started, you know, you know, uh, promoting my business on social media was, you know, there's filters and there's, you know, editing apps and I could just tweak this and tweak that. But I was like, no, I've got to show up as my authentic self, right? Like I've got to utilize the tools that I would share with my clients, right? And that is knowing that you are so much more than your body. You are so much more than your appearance, right? But if you are questioning who you are on camera and you're feeling insecurity, it's really important that you know that this was conditioned into you by our society, by diet culture, by beauty culture. You were not born insecure about this, right? Like it may have started as a young age, the insecurities about your body and, and who you are, depending on what you've been exposed to, depending on your upbringing, but you were not born into this world to, to feel this way, that this was a conditioning put into you. And so how can you start navigating this world on social media with your business? Um, I honestly would start unfollowing anybody that you compare your business to, your body to, your appearance to, anybody that triggers you and causes this comparisonitis. And this is something that I had to do in the beginning. I mean, in my recovery, I had to do that. I had to stop unfollowing fitness culture. I had to stop unfollowing any woman that caused me to feel just shame in my body. Um, and it, it, you know, it was no offense to her. I had to do this for my own protection. But when I started my business, I had to unfollow or mute people in my same niche that I felt like, oh my gosh, they look so much better or they're so much more, you know, um, they've been around for so much longer. They've, they've got this in the bag. They've got way more certifications, you know, and I had to start following people and accounts of different niches that I still, you know, loved and, and got insight from. And I had to follow people that, that just had that energy that also was possessing like you know, show up as you are, right? Like your clients, your potential clients want to build trust. And that starts at a very early age of just seeing you on the camera. And so if you're putting filters on, if you're trying to show up as not your true self, they're going to know that, right? They're going to, they would much rather have you show up in the messy bun that you normally wear without the makeup, if you don't like the makeup and, 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 you know, hiccuping or whatever it is, if you, you stutter, because they're going to know that that's the real you, right? And if you are feeling this lack in your your body um, and you, in your worth, really try to navigate that before showing up in your business, right? Like, especially if this is going to be around women empowerment, if it's going to be around body image, if it's going to be around, you know, up-leveling your business and showing up as your true self, you've got to go on that journey yourself, right? You've got to be able to take that time and, and invest in yourself and, and navigate what's, what's the story around my beliefs around my body and how do I truly want to feel right. And start reconditioning that, that mindset. Mm -hmm. Such incredible advice. And this is exactly what I did. I've done this multiple times in my journey as an entrepreneur, because you really are influenced by what you take in. And I don't think that we realize the extent of it. And we almost develop this. And it's the same thing with body image and your relationship with food. It's the same thing with your business. It's all this form of comparison mixed with conditioning, right? Where what we see the most commonly or what is praised in the form of 
literal this is what beauty is or praise in the form of they have hundreds of thousands of followers so that must be the thing i have to do to be successful yeah. that is conditioning mixed with comparison and if you are in a state where you can't firmly hear your own voice your own intuition but also have a good relationship with yourself with your body with the way that you look and feel about yourself all of these different things but also just as an entrepreneur in the online space as a woman in the online space i'm always a proponent of putting your blinders on and like reducing my one of my life coaches her name is brandilyn tebow i'm sure you've heard of her she always says this term it's called unnecessary intensity mm -hmm. it's like yes we want to stretch yes we want to grow but putting yourself in a situation where you are under an unnecessary amount of intensity is actually doing more harm than it is good because it's too much it's too intense for you to be able to thrive in right so that's kind of what I hear you talking about is like, if you can't have that harmonious, beneficial, like growth oriented relationship with accounts or with social media or with images or with magazines or whatever it is that you're consuming, limit your consumption to them and get your mind and your emotions right in the meantime. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I mean, there are times where I just go on and post and then shut the app down. I'm like, you know, it's not that I don't want to support my friends and this and that, but like, sometimes I'm just, you know, you easily get caught up in it. And you also have to remind yourself that the majority of what you see is such a highlight reel. It's just mm -hmm. snippets of their day. Right. And we have no idea what they're really doing, how they really are as a person. Some people could really be portraying something they're not. And yeah, you know, the hundred thousand followers, I got caught up that in the very beginning. It was like, oh my God, I only have 250 followers. And you know, it's, it's not even about the followers at this point, like the number of followers, right. But it's about feeling really good and excited about your brand and your business and your message and your vision and you having to feel excited about yourself at the same time and know that like the face of you, yes, that's part of your brand, but it's it's not all of it, right? It's your message. It's who you are as a person. And that if people really want to come to you, it's not because of what you look like. It's because of your vision, your your presence, your mission, right? Mm -hmm. So well put. And I have two questions for you. So I'm going to put a pin in one and I'm going to ask you the second. So the one I'm putting a pin is, so I don't forget it and come back to it, is I want to hear about the success that you've created outside of social media, because me as a business owner, but also as a mentor, I never tell people to rely solely on social media. Mm -hmm. A, because I don't think it's attainable for everybody to right. have the type of presence that you really need on social for it to become those accounts that we always look up to with the hundreds of thousands that in in and of itself is a full-time job and i think that that's kind of downplayed a lot by people that coach on these things is that you know to create that sort of an account there's a lot that has to go into it for that type of success on social media to be created but we also know and i also know that you don't need to rely on social media to have a thriving business. It's something that you should have and that's beneficial, but you don't need it to be your sole channel. So I wanna hear all about your experience with that. But first I wanna circle back around to talking about how you navigate being in the space that you're in, because I've been in 
polarizing spaces before. I used to coach women on uh, feminine energy and business energetics. And a lot of that had to do with sexual energy, sensual energy, feminine expression, and all of these things, which was a much more like polarizing niche of the business world than branding and marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a whole experience that went along with being in something that people that people consider controversial. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious what you have done for yourself, or even like what your experience has been navigating basically breaking down patriarchy, diet, culture, beauty standards, and really standing for women to have autonomy from all of the conditioning that we've been raised with, honestly, to this point. What has that been like for you? <laughs> oh, man, it wasn't easy because I want to say the first year of my business, I really played it small. And I've always I'm a recovering people pleaser over here, <laughs> raising my hand. Mm -hmm, and I've yeah, I've always been the type of person that puts on a mask for the different occasions. And my mask for social media was keep it quiet every you want everybody to like you and you don't want to say anything offensive you don't want to be polarizing but I, I just felt so small and I felt like I was like cutting off a limb I was like this is not me right like I have a voice it carries I you know I like to talk and I've got some real things to say here and so it took me having to really go through my limiting beliefs about myself about, uh, you know, my own worth about me showing up in the business and saying, you know what, not everybody's going to like you, Marin. And you know what, you're standing up for these women and you're standing up for the rights that like, are just not talked about. Right. I mean, the patriarchy diet culture, they teach us women to basically turn away from the world and look at the mirror and the scale. And I'm trying to help these women turn away from the scale and the mirror and look up at the world for opportunities that are right in front of them. So by doing that, I just, I just was, I, I would just make a plan and say, we're posting this today. Let's prepare for the trolls to come at me. Right. And they would, and you know, the majority of them were men. And I at first would respond with, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to help people with eating disorders here. Your responses have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But you know what I really found to be so helpful is when you feel that frustration from that that commenter and you want to argue, just send them love and compassion. Don't even respond. Don't even give them the time of day because it's going to be an ongoing argument and and it pulls you away from what you're really trying to do. And it's not meaning like shut yourself up and don't have a voice like I feel like, you know what, this voice deserves to be shared with the people that are going to listen this person is not going to listen to me, no matter what I say, no matter what evidence I say, they think they're right. And you know what? This is the product of our society putting messages into our mind, right? So they've been in the sea of diet culture. They're still in it. I'm out of it, but I was in it, right? So I get where they're coming from and they're taking information that A, has no science-backed research, but they fully believe in it and they're entitled to their opinion. And if they want to keep being resistant, that's, that's on them. If they're ready to open up the conversation and, and, and be heard and let me be heard, I'll be there to be in that conversation, but I'm also not going to get frustrated and upset, you know? And so that's what I do. I just send them love and compassion. I'll send them a couple hearts. They get mad at that too, but you know what? 
I'm going to keep saying them hearts, you know, and it, it does, it drives them up the wall, you know, but sometimes that type of silence, it's not shutting yourself up. It's just like, you know what, I'm putting my energy towards the people that want to listen. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I've been handling it is just moving forward and knowing that like, you know what, hurt people hurt people and they're going to project their pain onto others to, so that they don't feel alone, you know, and, and that's why I send them compassion. And, and that's how I've been dealing with it. And it's been working really well so far. Where did you learn this mindset from? Because that's something that is so anti it's, it's not even, I don't want to call it intuition. It's more so of just like a knee jerk reaction for people to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's so much awareness, like covering what it is that you're talking about like the way that you approach dealing with online haters or trolls or people that are going against what you're trying to create for women. Mm-hmm. What are like the core concepts that you're dealing with? Cause we're talking about, I mean, brain rewiring basically, but also personal development tools. So what are you leaning on that you've learned from your, from your transformation with your eating disorder that you now use in other areas of your life? like what we're talking about with haters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been on this ongoing journey of personal development and, you know, really trying to shed the layers that have been holding me back and, and the layers of people pleasing, the layers of not showing up as myself, the layers of the limiting beliefs. I mean, I used to think that I was a failure. I was a joke, all these things. And in the past year, I finally shed those layers. And I'm just like, I just don't care about pleasing everybody anymore. And it's not this, I'm a bitch. It's like, I am not here to be everybody's doormat, right? And there's going to be people that want to come in and steal the thunder. And you know what? I'm not going to let them bulldoze me. They're going to keep poking the bear with their comments, but I'm not going to keep poking their bear. It's just, it's a waste of time. But I've really been into Joe Dispenza's work you know, he's all about brain rewiring techniques. He's all about epigenetics. And, um, you know, the other person is Brene Brown. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown. And, you know, basically she says that if you are, let's say in your recovery journey or starting your business, or you're in a personal development journey, whatever it is, that's causing just a huge transformation for you. If there's people that are attacking you, judging you, trying to get in your way, if they're not in the court with you, fighting alongside with you, their comments are invalid. They don't mean anything and just keep moving forward. Right. And it's, it's having a suit of armor, right. Without having to be like, no, I'm going to come back with this statement and that statement and this statement. It's like, there, there's going to be people out there that you just can't transform. It's up to them to transform. Right. And if you're wanting to have a conversation with them, go for it. But if you know that it's going to keep being a back and forth, save that energy for something that empowers you. And that is going to touch somebody else. And, and that's, that's what I truly believe in. That is so badass. And I like give you so much credit because I am, I have, I don't want to, it's, it's okay. It's a temper. I'll call it a temper. I'll call it what it is. Right. And I just feel, and I need to take a page from your book, honestly, and practice this because when I get people in my comments, it's the most bizarre comments in the world, just the weirdest things. And I'm always sitting there thinking, okay, well, if you've come into my space, then I'm going to have fun with this. 
Right. I am going to antagonize you because A, it's going to drive up my engagement. Like this is my mindset. And I'm saying I respect your approach so much because it is the more difficult path to take. It requires more resiliency and more intention and more awareness than responding does. Mm-hmm. And neither is right or wrong, but it definitely does take your energy away to put into those things. And I definitely catch myself like they'll, the, the experience of having something that weird drop into my comments will come into my mind multiple times a day. And I'll just think to myself, man, people are freaking weird, you know, mm-hmm. like what a weird thing to do. And so I'm, I'm acknowledging you for the effort and for the intention and the awareness that you have because it's definitely the more difficult path to choose to not respond than it is easy to respond. So I just want to say thank you for being an example of that because we all can't be. <laughs> oh, well, hey, if you, if, if antagonizing back works for you, I mean, what I, when I used to do those things and, and get really flustered, what I noticed what was happening is throughout the day, I would start obsessing about it. And that's when I decided, you know what? less is more in this situation. If you say nothing that, and send little hearts, you can't obsess about it, you know? And I mean, last week I got a a comment saying I look 18 and 81 at the same time, rest in peace. And I said, thank you. Aging is a privilege. And then of course he literally went bonkers with that, but then I just sent him hearts, you know, but, but (laughs) I'm like, I have to speak some truth to this because diet culture puts down on women that age, but I'm sorry. Aging is a freaking privilege. I don't care what you say. It really is. That is both like (laughs) profound and hilarious at the same time. I love it so much. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) I love it so much. This is beautiful. And I'm really curious, like, let's talk more about the experience of being on social And then the experience of like opening other doors for your business to have success. Cause I think like in full transparency, this is what I believe guys, you need to have a social presence in this day and age because our entire world is digital. It is all online. So for visibility, discoverability, accessibility, you have to have an online presence. However, that does not mean that you need to rely on your social presence to drive your business forward. And I think that is a very fine line that a lot of people get hung up on because they see the accounts that blow up. They see the accounts that are getting massive engagement. They see the businesses that are being driven by social media because that is totally possible. That is totally a reality for a lot of digital entrepreneurs. However, I don't think that every single person has within them the desire to grow their business on purely through social media, because the work that goes into that to engage that often to create crazy high quality content to post a lot of content, not you don't it doesn't have to be every day, but it has to be a lot right. Mm-hmm to do all of that in and of itself is very much a full-time job if you cannot yet invest in help. And the reality is that a lot of people are not at the point yet to invest in help. 
I don't have anybody helping me with my social media content because I choose to put it into things, different things that will help me grow my business based off of my own perspective around it. So I'm really curious of like, what has your experience been around growing your business and creating a platform on social? And have you tried anything different just to kind of help people get perspective that maybe are really stuck in that content hamster wheel? Yeah, I mean, the journey with social media in the beginning, it was just like, I had this vision that everything was just going to be just so perfect and easy. I mean, it it was anything but that. Um, So right then and there, having your expectations low, right? Um, But honestly, finding a business mentor that I could trust and that knew my vision was so instrumental for me. I had been through many different business coaches that would give me a business model that did not work for my niche. And I would tell them over and over, you guys, I work with people that have an illness. I can't just go into your their DMs and start talking about eating disorders. Like nobody talks about their eating disorder, right? And so it, it really takes shopping around and getting to know these, these creators that if you, if you do want to hire somebody to help you up-level your business, really trying to get trust from that person, them relaying back what your true vision is. Um, but I think everybody also has to go through their own, you know, sort of experiences with different business coaches, because you could meet your first one could be amazing. The first one and the third one could not be so great. Right. So I really had to navigate that road and, and, and I had to learn from the experiences and I didn't have the best ones at first, but you know, now I have, you know, I have you who's amazing and you totally get what it is that I am trying to put out there to the world. Right. But it took a lot of me having to learn how, how to organize my day. Right. Like I, I went from working full-time for somebody else to working full-time for myself and I had to be my own manager. Right. So if you are not good with task management, you've that, that probably has to be the first thing you got to set down for yourself is putting down a calendar and sticking to the things, putting br- scheduled breaks in there. Right. Because you can easily say, Oh, you know what? I'm in my home. Let's go do some laundry. Let's, you know, and by the, then that's the end of the day. And you're like, what did I get done? Right. So I had to learn task management. I had to learn to be more, you know, responsible with my, my time. Um, I had to also learn to take time off for myself. Um, I thought that I had to be on social media every single day. And I realized quickly, my followers are not just sitting there waiting for me to show up. Like, I need to take care of my family, right? So it's a lot of balance between your own personal life, your work life, trying to work in the self-care in there, right? Because we can easily get sucked into this, like, I've got to just work seven days a week. I've got to just produce everything with any free time I have, right? And you're going to you're gonna struggle with burnout. I struggled with burnout many times, right? So it, it's, a, it's a learning curve. But, you know, if you are so passionate about what you're doing and you are so driven, then you've got to go through these motions, but you're going to come to this place where everything is starting to work for you in the way that you want. Um, But I really believe having a mentor is what helped me kick things into gear and, and learning from people that had to go through it themselves. Right. Um, And then outside of social media, 
you know, I've been trying for the past six months to get into my community. And so I just started brainstorming, like how, how do people connect with people after a pandemic? And now that everyone's on social media, like it's the, you know, the, the, the yellow book pages aren't being used anymore. The newspaper is barely being used anymore. Right. And so I just started calling like my city council. I started calling my local recreation center to see if I could like host workshops. I started thinking about sororities near my town, how, you know, cause sororities are a target for diet culture and eating disorders and disordered eating. Um, I just started like talking to people about what I do, what I do. And, you know, the moment that I light up about, oh yeah, my other business, they like notice and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, let me just vomit all over you. And then they're like, oh, I know somebody. And I'm like, here's my business card, you know? So every chance that I get to connect with somebody, if I'm in a Starbucks and there's a cork board that has people's, you know, business cards, oh, I'm putting it on there, right? Um, I, you know, became a part of an eating disorder uh, you know, nonprofit board recently for Sonoma County, where I live. I am on an email list for a ton of specialists that, you know, are in eating disorder therapists, dietitians. And so we stay in connection and we referral each, refer each other, right? Um, I'm in the midst of, you know, trying to build a workshop for Sonoma County so that it's a, it's going to be a low cost or free workshop, but just so I can get my name out. Right. So you can definitely utilize resources outside of social media. And I, I honestly recommend it because we don't know what's going to happen with social media. You know what I mean? I always think about that in the back of my head, like what if something happened, you know, you've got to keep it going. Right. So if you have any community, um, connections or start building connections with, um, business groups and stuff like that. I forget what they're called, but they've been around for years where you network, right. And you, there's like cocktail hour and you network, right. Just network with them, go have a couple drinks, network with them, get to know them, get into your face, show how excited you are, you know? Yeah. Get scrappy. I think people, and I've done this, I'm not speaking outside of myself, I am people, is that we have the tendency to get so hyper fixated on the things that are going to make us feel like we're being successful, such as crazy high engagement or a lot of comments or a lot of new followers. And in reality, those things don't always translate to sales. They don't always translate to clients or customers. So there's kind of this like ego death moment that has to happen as a business owner to realize there are a thousand and one ways that I can be successful at what I'm doing. And am I okay letting go of this thing that I've been putting in the number one spot for the past however many months or years, which is growing my Instagram or growing my TikTok? Am I okay letting go of that needing to be the most important thing in order to kind of turn around and look at the hundreds of other options I have for how to create success for my business? Like I said, it's a non-negotiable to have a social presence in just the era that we're in. However, that doesn't mean you have to spend every waking moment focusing on that one thing. And here's kind of like a brand strategy, like perspective for everybody listening is your brand is not your social media. Your social media is literally one single channel that you use amongst all of the other channels of communication to market your business. It's one channel. 
You also have, you know, blogs, emails, podcasts, guest workshops, networking events. These are all marketing. Mm -hmm. Social media is a marketing channel, but it's not the only one. And I think your brand, Marin, is such a great example of how the second you kind of gave yourself permission to be like, okay, I'm going to set this here for a moment and then just look at what else is available. Literal doors started opening for you. Like I, it was like a two week span of time where you would message me and be like, oh my God, guess what? Oh my God, guess what? Oh my God, guess what? I'm like, I literally don't know at this point. Like there's so many awesome things that are happening, you know? And that happened because you were willing to let go of what a lot of other people and professionals have told you to put as the number one spot. And in no way do I want people to receive this and think that that advice or that coaching is not completely valid because it is. But I think you have to have a desire to put in that much energy and effort into your social media for that to work. Whereas if you're somebody that that does not appeal to, there are so many other options. Mm -hmm. And I think your story is such a great example of that. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been such a learning experience and, you know, I think honestly, I mean, you helped me so much with, with all of these ideas too. It's like, I realized that my, my perspective was a little narrow and like, you've really helped me like open up the perspective, like the lanes to like, no, there's like this turnoff, there's that turnoff, there's this turnoff. And then it just started like rolling in of like, oh my gosh, like, I go to my gym and what do you think gym culture is about? Oh my gosh, I need, so I started talking to the owner, like, can I start hosting some workshops? And then I met, you know, an employee who was like, Hey, I'm part of a sorority. We would love to have a workshop, you know? And then I joined like my, I don't know if you guys know, like next store app, but it's like your neighborhood app where you, you know, put up stuff for sale or, you know, talk about whatever, but there's a lot of people that sell on there. And so I started generating my business on there and, you know, I post there, you know, once a week, but it's like, there, there's, there are so many more choices than just be on Instagram and TikTok. And you shouldn't just narrow them to those two. You've got to be able to, to juggle a few more and be able to know that like, if you're not on there for a week, because you're working on another project, that's also going to, it's going to be okay. Like you will come back. You're not going to lose your followers. It'll be just fine. But just think about how much more expansive your business can be. If you allow yourself to go to those different networks, right? Mm -hmm. That's such great advice. And I'm really curious. I want to hear about it by the time that this comes out, your brand will have been launched. So can you talk us through where you see yourself going with your brand and just like what this process of working with a designer and working with, you know, working on your copy and really building out more of an online platform like your storefront basically through your website and just kind of pulling everything together what has that been like for you oh my gosh like before we even started with my brand I couldn't have imagined it to be a better experience like I was I was in shock I was like is this really happening like I didn't think this was gonna happen this soon right 
Um, and I didn't know what to expect because I've I'd never built a brand and a little bit like little me was kind of like, this is a lot to take on. Can I really do this? But I was just like, whatever, like we're doing this, right? We've got this vision. And so it's been such an amazing ride. And I'm, you know, almost even sad to like get off the ride of like building it because I'm like, no, it's going forever. But it's like, no, we got to get off the train at some point. But it's just, it's it's caused me to learn a lot more about myself and a lot more about what I want, how I want to show up for people, you know? And I've started to, to, you know, start taking inventory of these goals that I want to hit, right? It's like, I want to get into public speaking. I want to be on a stage. I want my voice to carry, even though I've always said my voice is like, so manly, but whatever. It's like, I just, I want to use my voice to help others and to help as many women as possible be able to take the blame and the shame that they've had toward themselves and turn it towards the culprit, the origin, and then start taking their life back and saying, you know what? I do not give an, a flying F. I am living my life the way that I want to. You know, I I'm starting a group coaching program in the fall and I'm so freaking excited about this group coaching program because I, the reason why I started it in September is because I want to support women throughout the holidays because the holidays are like the hardest, you know, part of the year to get through when you have an eating disorder, you know, but I'm just so excited to expand on this group coaching program. Um, I'm so excited to be expanding in other programs. I'm collabing with, you know, an app right now that, that, um, is all for people with disordering and eating disorders. So I'm an app expert for them and I just can only see things going up from here, but I would love to be able to capitalize one day and help people, you know, beyond the United States. I would love to be able to have a retreat system one day where I can just meet with all of the women that I help change their lives, you know, and we can just bond and laugh and cry and just do whatever the heck we want and dance and just be ourselves, you know, like this, this life that we live is so short and I try to live every day with, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So why are we trying to be people that we're not? Why are we trying to, you know, live a life that really just doesn't align with us? Like, why can't we just live this life the way that, that we truly feel is what's, what's in us, you know? And so I want to help as many women get back to, to their inherent, you know, authentic self and be self-led. And this doesn't mean like not caring what they think, do, and this and that, like, obviously they do They're These women are very compassionate and empathetic people, but I just want them to be confident in themselves and also receive the opportunities, allow joy and fulfillment. And the more that they can do that, the more that other people can see them doing that and start getting on that train with them, you know? Ripple effect. I mean, your whole body lights up when you talk about this. And honestly, I feel like this is just where we end the conversation because it is so, you just like mic dropped so hard. And I, <laughs> nothing, not, there's nothing I love more in this world than a woman that is like on fire for what she does. So thank you for being that. And thank you for sharing your story with everybody listening and for just being open and vulnerable about your experiences, being in a polarizing space of advocacy and activism and education, but also sharing what's gone on behind the scenes for you to get there as an entrepreneur. And I am just like so freaking stoked to watch where you go and just to get to cheer you on because literally this like 
four month, five month period, however it's been, you've just exploded. And I know it's only up from here. So thank you for giving me the honor to like observe and witness and be a part of that and for sharing with all of us today. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I, I can't tell you all guys how grateful I am for Tristan. Like I tell my loved ones every day how much I love Tristan. Like my mom's like, I need to meet this Tristan girl now, you know, but no, you've been such a godsend. And I, I don't know, you know, Tristan backstory, she's been with me since the get go. Like mm-hmm. she's known me for a couple of years now. And so she's seen me from the baby stages to this stage. And so to have that support and to know that I'm not, I have not done this alone and that she's been through the same rebirthing. It's, it's, it's so nice to have that relatability and that support. So I really appreciate you too, Tristan. Oh my gosh. Don't make me cry. I'm so emotional (laughs) right now. Okay. My love, if you had to send everybody listening off with something for them to reflect on in terms of showing up being seen no matter what our culture society is telling us as women as entrepreneurs as people that are willing to show up and like let ourselves be seen what would you say to everybody while we wrap up oh gosh so many things (laughs) you know what if anything if you if you find any stress anxiety resistance in in your you know your business that you're trying to build always come back to gratitude. That's what I always do when I start feeling like burnt out, like things aren't working out, go back to gratitude. What are you grateful for? Right. And also remember why you started this journey, what excited you about it, right? What drove this passion? And that's going to help you get back to this creative space and help you remember why you're on this journey. So gratitude, excitement, building trust with your followers. You're here to shift. You're here to make a shift. You're here to make a transformation. You're here to change lives, right? So use those, those points right there. Amazing. Marin, thank you so much. Where do you want everybody to come and hang out with you at? Where's the best place for people to get in contact? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at mind and body reconnected and TikTok as well. It's the same name and hopefully I'll be on YouTube in the future. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to make sure of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, love. Thank you. All right. That is a wrap on today's conversation with Marin. I hope you could feel our connection through this conversation and just how good of friends we are beyond the business relationship that we had, but also how impactful her time working with me and the Wildman House Agency was in terms of stepping forward as a higher version of the business owner that she knows herself to be so that she could make a bigger impact in the world. And I am just so appreciative, but also in full admiration of the work that Marin does, especially being a woman who previously struggled with an eating disorder myself, I have the utmost respect for people who step forward into the front lines to decondition what our society and what our culture has taught us to be true about our body image, about our self-worth, and just what it means to be a woman in a woman's body in this day and age. So if you enjoyed hearing about Marion, hearing her story, hearing her perspective, and you want to connect with her personally, whether it be looking for support for your relationship with food and your body, maybe you want to send a friend or a family member who is struggling her way, you can find her website, her Instagram, her TikTok, 
and her podcast links all in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about the process that we took Marin through in order to help her build her brand credibility, build her brand authority, and ultimately expand her brand awareness, you can check out the case study that I've also linked in the show notes. That is all I have for you today in this episode. As always, I am so appreciative that you took the time to tune in, that you come back regularly, that you listen to these episodes. I pour a lot of love and energy and time into them. So it just means the world to me that you come back and keep listening and that you are getting value from these conversations. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is that when you press pause or end or when you hit this part of the conversation, that you have gained something, that you are walking away with something. And I hope that that is true for today's conversation. So I am sending you so much love. I am forever cheering you on. Now go pursue that big impact and big income that you're after, sister.